Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen, and this is my podcast. On this episode, I talked to Ev O'Driscoll, who is a local Ottawa comedian. She has a podcast called Dumb Bitch Media. I actually already did an episode with the other half of the podcast, uh, Sophie Hayes. It was on the first uh, released episode of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely check that one out. On this episode, we did it at Black Squirrel, which is a bookstore and like espresso bar and comedy and music venue. And it was so cool that when I was there setting up in the basement, they one of the staff members was helping me set up like uh, some tables for us to put stuff on and chairs and had told me that if I had called ahead, he, he, they actually would have organized a spot for us beforehand. They are, it's so cool to hear that they, how accommodating they are for people trying to do different projects like this. And I just thought that was an awesome thing to hear that I didn't expect. And maybe, maybe I'll be calling places in the future to see how many other places would like to have this podcast be recorded there. So, um, Ready, set, uh, podcast. I'm here with Evo Driscoll. Ev, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds you might be hearing during this podcast? Okay, we are at a local used bookstore slash cafe slash comedy slash music slash art venue. Yeah. And uh, we're located directly in between the comic book section and the bathroom. So anything that we might be hearing would be people going to the bathroom. <laughs> we might hear that. Looking to find the bathroom. Mostly it's just people studying, flipping through pages, maybe. <laughs> that was a good description. I, uh, sometimes I ask people that and they'll just say, like a, a one word answer. Or I like uh, something like that. One time I got in an Uber. And the Uber driver asked me, oh, what was going on at Targ? And then I was, like, mm-hmm. kind of telling him. And then I was yeah. like, well, what'd you do today? And then he gave me, like, a full, like, <laughs> detailed answer. I'm like, well, I don't usually get that. Then I'm like, wait, are you a comedian? And it was somebody named Julian Mamazama or something like that. I don't Julian Mamaza. Mamaza. <laughs> he used to be a comedian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I was like, I think I recognize you. Nobody gives, like, a detailed answer like that. It was interesting. <laughs> Pretty specific. Sometimes I, I think that, like, I don't understand the social contract because I'll, like, enter into um, a situation where I'm supposed to make small talk and I just completely fuck it by, like, going into too much detail by accident. You know, someone will be like, how are you? And I'll be like, not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it just should be good you. Yeah. That's the 100% social the norm. Yeah, like, the grocery store person doesn't care that my dishwasher is broken and it took me half an hour to dig my car out of the snow or whatever yeah yeah that sucks <laughs> it was a yeah bad one last night no one came out to our show and it got canceled yeah how long did you guys end up hanging out for uh to a decent amount of time for some nachos and a drink and, and then we left mm-hmm. watched some of the ufc and that's right none of us were big fans so it was just mainly like brutal <laughs> just like oh wow this is yeah intense it's a lot <laughs> I of actually blood really like ufc yeah mm-hmm. i watch it with my friends so i'm usually just like any other sport i'll just be like hanging out yeah just to hang exactly. out and then they're all like whoa two points good hit i'm like I, that, that's a point this looks like somebody smashing someone's head in men have to pretend to watch sports in order to have an excuse to hang out with their boys <laughs> yeah. same thing with video games yeah that's, they can't that's just a, yeah. they can't just hang like women don't need anything to do to hang out mm-hmm, they're like just come to my house yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's true <laughs> um so i want to start off kind of with 
your name. That's like how you get introduced. Oh, Ev. Okay. Uh, but I've, I've heard you introduced as Eve because obviously people look at Ev and they're like, oh, mm. uh, that's not a name I'm familiar with. Last night, even the person was like, is your name Evo? Yeah. Because from your, the O from your last name. Yeah. Um, so why, like, I feel like that's a big difficulty, right? It is. Um, but choosing between people getting confused about the fact that my name is Ev or referring to me as Evelyn Marie, mm-hmm. oh, okay. which is my real name. That's your whole That's my name. first name. Oh, um, wow. Is uh, a pretty, an, e- an easy decision for me. Yeah. You know? Um, I've just honestly, like, never really drawn by my full first name because it, it's, just, it's just, like, extremely flowery. Okay. You know, and I was kind of a, a tomboy growing up, so I was like, I can't, I can't be running around with that being called Evelyn Marie. <laughs> and one time we were even in the green room at Yaki Yaks, and someone walked in mm-hmm. and asked for KB's name, and then mm-hmm. went to you and was like, "What's your name?" And you're like, "Ev." He's like, "Eve." You're like, "No, it's Ev." And he's like, "I'm gonna call you Eve," and then left the room. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? Does it happen a lot? What, is, what kind of power move was that? Yeah, that happens all the time. Or people call me Evelyn against my will. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like it. It makes me feel like I'm in trouble. You okay. know, like you have a short n- name, so people don't... People call me Rye. People tell you Rye. Yeah, they can even shorten it down. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like if someone calls you Ryan, you don't assume that you're like in trouble or no. something, right? Like if, so- if my boyfriend, for some reason, for example, was like Evelyn. Yes, I'd be serious. like. <laughs> and Evelyn Marie is that just never gonna oh, happen? Oh God! <laughs> well, uh, I think one time we were talking a little bit about uh, where you went to school. You went to Canterbury, right? Was that yeah. for visual arts? No. No. Okay. I was in the drama program oh, okay. at Canterbury. Okay. <laughs> Regrettably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I did high school there. I'm not originally from here, but that is where I spent high school. Why did you did you pick that school because of that program? Like you moved here for that uh no i was going to catholic school in the suburbs and i was looking for an out okay <laughs> wow <laughs> that was your out because, but wasn't there like a, a whole process of having to get accepted for that program isn't there a big yeah there big is deal? so i wanted to go into visual arts and my mom wanted me to go into literary arts and then um she didn't think i was good enough at drawing to go into visual arts she's like you are good at writing and i was like well i don't want to be a nerd <laughs> so then i said fuck both of us and tried out for the drama program wow. but i hate acting yeah so what actually ended up coming of that is um i just started doing a lot of backstage work which I liked a lot, okay. actually. So I did a lot of like lighting design and makeup work oh, and okay. kind of tech. Okay. Yeah. I never. I feel like I should have done theater. I just. Uh, I just didn't like the idea of singing and dancing, and that was a part of it. And so I would have mm. <laughs> rather just the acting part. Yeah. the The problem with uh, with doing drama or anything is like I'm just so allergic to. Um, like cringe like yeah. i'm never willing to put myself out there like the fact that i've even become a comedian is really kind of an anomaly but you mm-hmm. don't really have to commit to be a comedian you know what i mean like you can depending on what your thing is you, you can, can break and talk about yeah. what just happened and you can be like listen i don't want to be here <laughs> and then that gets a laugh yeah <laughs> it's like fuck you i can just say that you don't have to like earnestly 100 percent of the time that's true you know be vulnerable and put yourself on the line like you do if you're acting or dancing or singing 
uh. yeah i can't imagine that and i've heard that's yeah a big thing for like snl like live sketch things where it's mm-hmm. like you ha- you're stuck in this bad sketch and this and you have to just stay with it. you can't be like this is not good right now <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel about improv i used to have this mm. reoccurring nightmare where i was uh, i've never done improv but i was stuck in an improv scene where i was a crab okay and nobody would release me from being a crab so they just kept their scene just kept changing and i was just permanently stuck on stage crab walking wow. <laughs> wait that was a nightmare yes okay, <laughs> okay. wow <laughs> yeah i guess don't ever get stuck in that position Mm-mm. and so how how long did you um watch shows or th- how did you get into stand-up in the way like i feel like I, I was going to see so many shows to see what it's like is that what you did were you watching a lot yeah I, I watched a lot of shows before i ever started and i watched like a lot of specials mm-hmm. and um was like generally into comedy in like kind of a looser sense for a long time and that like i always liked shows that had really strong comedy writing like arrested development and 30 rock okay yeah and stuff like that and um yeah, I, I watched a lot of stand-up on TV and listened to funny podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. And then I started actually going out to shows. And it this whole time it wasn't because... I guess I started going to shows because I wanted to see if I thought I could do it. But yeah. before that, I was really just... Having a good time honestly, watching like shows. Honestly, like a yeah. fan. But what happened was um, I was in this horrible relationship with this guy. And he used to always be like, you think you're so fucking funny <laughs> and nobody else thinks you're funny. And then we broke up and I was like, that's not true. People always laugh at my jokes. Yeah. Um, and then I started going to comedy shows and realizing that a lot of comedians are actually really bad. Sure. And I was like, oh. If that person can go up there and do, do that. This. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and that's i've just heard so many stories same thing like you hear mm-hmm. a giant name say that they were an open maker and had to go through mm-hmm. see what, what, what you can see at a local comedy show and you're like oh yeah. wow there any person can go up there and do and try to say whatever literally the more shows i went to the more i was like literally anyone can go up there apparently <laughs> yeah. so yeah and so how long have you been doing it now um just over a year and a half okay i started in june of 2018 okay Cool. And in that time, you already uh, at the roast won least worst new comic, which is like rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, rookie of the year. That's cool. And so, mm-hmm. what was that like? Did you expect that to happen, or? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I ha- that's the one you're gonna win for sure. <laughs> and so, did you? I, I didn't go to that because I was confused as to what the roast was. So you had yeah. to uh, you just go up there, and instead of accepting it, you're just roasting everyone in the room. Yeah. So exactly, they tell you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are presenting the awards yeah. and they get to roast okay. anyone who's a member of the local comedy okay. scene and then as well anyone who wins an award mm-hmm. gets told in advance so that they can write yeah. their roasts okay um hilariously what happened was my grandmother died and yeah. i was at home where i'm from which is like an extremely rural part of canada and i was right i wrote all the roasts on the plane back because i think the roast was like the next day and i was sitting beside my brother and being like is this too mean and not funny enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) you need that balance yeah exactly Um, so i'll get to roast again this year too because the person who you're gonna present yeah yeah because the person who won the year before gets to present that's cool but i've heard that's an issue i've heard you say that that 
a reason you've bombed a bunch is because of your unlikable personality. <laughs> but you've actually, you've had some of your mean qualities be super helpful where you've had a job as a pro-dom. Yes, that's true. So how do you get into that? Like you just, you just mean to people or people say something like that and like, oh, here's this position available. And you're like, oh, that's something you could do. Yeah, I think what happened was guys just started paying me for um, videos where you're like fully clothed and you're just saying mean stuff to them. Yeah. Um, and it just started completely accidentally where like somebody was, I'm not a pro dom anymore, but, and like even back in the day, like it was relatively casual work. Like I was, was never like my main source of yeah, income. It was just a side yeah, but, project. Um, yeah. People are like, Oh, you seem like you'd be good at this. And then they just sent me like a bunch of money. And I'm wow. Like, okay. okay. Pays to be a talent, I guess. It's <laughs> also got me booked on a lot of, um, shows. Like I always get booked as the like token girl yeah. on roast things i'm literally doing a show on tuesday that's called ice queens where it's just a full lineup of cons yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh interesting and so what do you how do you take that you just accept that side of you that you know you know like that's a part that you can do oh well i know that i'm not really um like i'm always friendly to people mm-hmm. off the bat like i don't think i'm gonna cross the board it, you hater. can't be full one thing no, like, a, like, a, like a comic book character like exactly. they're just constantly angry or whatever i think i'm just not patronized to people that i don't mm-hmm. like okay yeah. and then people think that that and i'm also yeah. kind of like like to roast people that i actually do like yeah. in order to and some people don't get that show them a fetch yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so can you remember some of the meanest things you've said through like those were they no they were all videos not phone calls yeah uh, so it had to be okay, both, mix up. but I, I honestly i can't repeat them oh okay okay <laughs> and were those pre-written or improvised no sometimes they would have like general they would say things that they wanted requests yeah and then I, i'd be like and then the charge is like per the for the amount of time so you'd have to try and fill like a minute two minutes five minutes or whatever of you calling this person <laughs> names basically wow that's interesting <laughs> yeah i can't imagine that i can't imagine wanting that but i guess like there's a lot of things i can't imagine wanting. whatever gets your dick hard man yeah <laughs> um so your podcast so i had sophie on the first episode and it's a yeah. dumb bitch media that that name is the kind of name it sounds like if you had a different name and that was the acronym still like dbm people would be like more like dumb bitch media like that sounds like a roast <laughs> of something else but you guys have used that like taking it on of like people might call you that and then not know you and then if you listen to the podcast you're like oh you guys are actually really smart and (laughs) have a like you said a high vocabulary your mom knows that thank you like i've actually listened to your podcast and not known a variety of the words and had to google them and be like (laughs) i think i know what secular means but you guys have used it a lot and i i'm not into political jargon or twitter jargon as much so i've I've learned a lot Um, yeah, I think we originally started calling it Dumb Bitch Media. Well, what happened was we started performing together, mm-hmm. um, as kind of like a comedy collective before we started a podcast. Yeah. So I don't know if this was before you, you started. Yeah. I, I, or maybe, maybe as much as I was going, time. yeah, something like that. I don't think I ever saw it. No. So we, we used to perform together and, uh, we decided to call ourselves, um, Dumb Bitch Media and I don't know why. We were just throwing names back okay. and forth at each other, but it worked out really well for the podcast mm-hmm. because, um, like a lot of what we do is, I guess, media adjacent. There's a lot of 
a social media content but b also like current events yeah type of stuff and uh see like we're not purporting to be experts about anything so if people are like wow that was a really stupid thing that you said on your podcast it's like well it's not called smart bitch yeah (laughs) exactly take it up with someone else yeah you're choosing to listen to this (laughs) (laughs) shit talking good time you knew what was happening going in (laughs) but it it is cool i I had told sophie this where um one of my cousins listened to the first episode of my podcast which happened to be hers Mm -hmm. and then she didn't continue listening to my podcast but instead listened to yours (laughs) and i was like oh it's kind of cool to know like she's living in the uk in london right now and so it's kind of cool for her to listen to like canadian stuff while yeah, she's out there and be like oh sure. where, where are the canadians up to back home and <laughs> you guys are some of those <laughs> that's so cool yeah thank you but Ryan it is Strasen. it is um funny though that the logo of dumb bitch media is a book burning yes but you actually read a lot of books like last year you read 23 books yeah and i only started tracking what books i started reading in wow. august oh my god <laughs> that's nuts yeah and so how what what is that? Like you just that's what you do a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So I I took a, a long break off off from reading books because what happened was I did an undergraduate degree. Um. I started an undergraduate degree in English literature. Okay. And it made me hate reading books. It yeah. used to be my favorite thing, and oh. then I was like, oh, I'll go to school for books because yeah. I love books. And then, um, like, it took all of the kind of intrinsic motivation for wanting to read books because I like it away. So I'm just now starting. Mm-hmm. But it's also audiobooks. It's a combo. Audiobooks, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. So audiobooks, ebooks, and physical books, mm-hmm. usually a combination yeah, of wow. two or three of those things. Going at once. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah, that's that is I guess just what I do with my spare time, but also just like I listen to audiobooks and stuff when I commute or Yeah. When okay. I'm at work, which also makes it easier to get through it as opposed to listening to music or podcasts or whatever. But it's also like if I read a book, I'm mm-hmm. reading Stephen King for the most part. Or I have a couple other things I'm going to, but mm-hmm. you the things that you're reading are very like look <laughs> like intense, like history based things or political and like, is that a big part of how you get such a big vocabulary? Are you, do you have to look up a lot of words when you're reading? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense <laughs> based sure. off of what the thing. Like, can you talk about some of the best books that you read last year? Like, what were some of the things that stood out? Yeah, absolutely. So I do still read a lot of fiction. Actually, I have mm. read a lot of Stephen yeah. King as well. Yeah. Um, but I try to I try to mix that up. But definitely, my favorite books of um, 2019 were I read a book that was called that was kind of in line with what you said like more political historical stuff i read a book that was called carceral capitalism that was just like a series of essays about the for uh for profit prison system okay in the united states and kind of how um being poor is a crime in the united states because like such a high proportion of people who go to jail it's because they've neglected to show up in court for unpaid fines yeah traffic infractions and stuff like that that was really educational definitely recommend Mm -hmm. um i read a book by miriam taves which is a fiction book and she's an author she's a canadian author i really enjoy and she um is a former mennonite Okay. So she wrote this book called Women Talking, which was about the women of a Bolivian Mennonite colony where they found out that um, the men in the village had been like such a uh, drudging and sexually assaulting all the women in their sleep. And then oh, they, wow. they have um, the women are like trying to basically come together and decide if they're going to 
like leave the village or if they're gonna stay in the village with like a whole new set of rules and stuff and it's based on a true story okay that was really good yeah i don't know wow and how do you hear about these like something like i i I don't know. I feel like my friends are also in the same boat. They don't read a lot. So I wouldn't get recommended by friends that often to read a book. It's usually a, like I said, a TV show or a movie. Where do you, do you have friend big, are you in a book club? <laughs> Would you ever I'm, go in something I'm like not that? in a book club actually, although I'd love to be in a book club. Yeah. So hit me up okay. if anyone has a book club, local or online. <laughs> um, most of the books that I read, well, what's happening since I started posting about like, short super short mm -hmm. <laughs> reviews of the books that i finished is that a lot of people have started reaching out to me with recommendations and i made it like my instagram yeah. story i was like hey if you have recommendations send them to me so like the fact that i have a pretty large like online community on twitter mm -hmm. and instagram has definitely helped with that and people who listen to the podcast sometimes yeah. will message me okay. and recommend be like hey you were talking That's about cool. this you would like this um and some of my close friends it's kind of a mixed bag honestly of, okay. of my friends who read or don't read but one of my very close friends and uh, my boyfriend are also big readers okay so that's kind of good because we can you share, and your boyfriend each read at different like at the same time you're like okay we're gonna read at this side of the house or this hour next to each other next to each other usually okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i just kind of i get so distracted but yeah. that's why I don't read a lot because I'm always like in my own head of like thinking of something else and mm -hmm. I always have to like try to really isolate myself and uh, we yeah we kind of have to either like we both have to be reading books or just like I can't read a book while he's playing video games yeah. unless I'm like in the other room or yeah. something yeah, right okay. um no <laughs> yeah. another thing that's interesting of your podcast uh, like any other podcast hearing uh, a conversation with two people mm -hmm. that you would they would it would be different if you were there so your podcast is interesting where you have the dumb bitch of the week segment where you kind of yeah. out the crazy <laughs> creepy messages that you get online mm -hmm. you've probably been getting that for a while but i i don't get anything like that and so it's very yeah. eye-opening to see what kind of things guys will send and try to wonder if they're if they think that will work or what their motivation is if they, if they even have a motivation when you first see those do you have a weird mix of disgust and flattery and then it becomes comedy <laughs> or where what is your take um, on this crazy stuff that you get sent? Okay, it depends what it is. Normally, it's like I'm pretty desensitized to mm -hmm. it now because I got the messages like this for a very long time. Yeah. Like even before, I get, I get more but also less now, I would say, because I have a far bigger um, online presence now mm -hmm. than I used to. So just more people see my stuff yeah. and want to send me anonymous hate or okay. anonymous um sexual trauma uh yeah. or what have you um i would say that usually it doesn't get through to me unless it's particularly gross or weird in which case i would say that it's pr it primarily veers towards disgust but also sometimes laughter yeah like there <laughs> yeah i've just heard some of the phrases used and i'm like what would they think of like that that would work or I don't know. Yeah, it's just maybe they think it's gonna make me laugh, and sometimes it does. But then it's like it still just makes me laugh, and I don't attention. respond. Yeah. Yes, they're like I sometimes I think they're like but they're acting out to get attention. Yeah, so that it, they stand out from a crowd and you're like, oh, who's this person? They're interesting. Mm, I don't yes. know. Yes, I don't, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, that's that's odd. Um, but uh, something that did happen that was kind of weird was the one time where it was. 
almost flattering, I guess, but this, this is kind of funny. I received um, a series of strange messages from the hosts of a podcast that I actually really liked. Okay. And I stopped listening to the podcast because oh, okay. I was like, oh, the guy that runs this podcast is a creep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And you've said that you get sent those negative things and positive things of recommendations. Have mm-hmm. you guys been, do you guys have like a PO box or have you guys been sent anything from online that people like physical? Like, have- yeah, a listener did send me a slice of pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. And was that good? Because he said like, I seemed like I was having, we're kind of like friends okay. online now. It was delicious actually. Um, he said that I seemed like I was having a bad week and that a lot of people were picking fights with me and he was right. And the pumpkin pie did actually help, but I would say that was the strangest physical yeah that is that someone sent to me that is an odd one and so you uh the other day or last week i talked to you a little bit and you'd said sometimes you forget i'm doing all these podcasts you've been doing it for Mm -hmm. like a little over a year now right and you have like quite a few about 55 or something like that something because um, we've been doing one that's not counting bonus episodes but we've been doing one standard episode per week and the, your um, patreon and is where you get bonus ones exactly okay and we st- we do two bonus episodes per month on the patreon so but we didn't start the patreon until 10 episodes in okay so i would say total we have probably about mm, 70 episodes and so you forget <laughs> a lot of things you say and people just message you now like as to certain points that you said and you're like i don't even know what you're talking about literally sometimes sometimes it's reason but sometimes it's like they will binge listen and i've done this with other podcasts mm-hmm. too so i understand but yeah they'll binge listen and they'll get back to something that i said in like april mm-hmm. of 2019 and they'll ask me about it and i'll be like you'll have to give me kind of the cool notes of what i said and yeah. then um i'll explain mm-hmm. what i was talking about or we can have a conversation yeah. about it you know yeah <laughs> i feel like your podcast or at least a lot of it is um some of it's very truth and from what you believe but mm-hmm. i think a lot of it goes along the lines of fuck vanilla have you heard that term before no it's like instead of saying i like chocolate it's funnier to say fuck vanilla <laughs> so i feel like that's a lot of kind of what you guys do you'll kind of like just give a, a broad stroke of like a subject and be like anyone from this group sucks or or, <laughs> or whatever and it's like you kind of mean that but it's funnier to have that strong stance of something and is that sometimes not uh perceived properly or do you actually sometimes yeah you'd yeah. be amazed how upset people think to- uh, get about things where I'm just taking a strong stance because like I have no interest in like about subjects that aren't serious mm-hmm. about serious topics obviously deserve yeah. some nuance you can do a little bit of fence sitting mm-hmm. whatever you can end up in the mm-hmm. middle gray areas but when it comes to things that aren't serious it's like just ha- just hate a stance if you're having yeah. a conversation mm-hmm. you know what I mean and sometimes I swear Sophie just chooses the opposite side for me just to have a dialogue that's interesting that you think that because I've actually noticed something almost the opposite where sometimes you'll be like, do we know about that? Or what do we think about that? And you're like, we like that. Like you guys will say that together yeah. to make sure. But one time Sophie was just, uh, explaining something to you and she's like, do we know about that? And you're like, no, we don't. And she had to describe it to you. I'm like, I think that means that you're not we, like you're two individuals. That's funny how you just do yeah, that. She, you think she takes the opposite side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I have taught some hate. Uh, what was some, uh, what was some hate that I, I taught for something that wasn't that serious? Um, people are really serious about like adults who still go to Disney World. 
Hmm. Like ad- adult Disney fans. Okay. Shitting on adult Disney fans really can get you a lot of hate on the internet. Sure. Apparently. Um, what I'm trying to think. Some other ones. People love Disney. People really were upset when I talked about Love and Cheese Whiz and Tuna Casserole. Um. <laughs> okay. They were upset about you liking that. Yeah. Just because they didn't. Yeah. And they don't understand that you can have a different opinion. No, that's what's so confusing to me that's about so, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny and weird. Oh, actually, that kind of reminded me of a story that I'd heard on your podcast that was very mm-hmm. interesting. It was, can you give me the details about one time you brought a steak in the class and ate it out of spite? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when I was in, I forgot I told that story on the podcast. See, I don't know yeah, what yeah. I say on the podcast. I know, yeah. Um, I had a grade 10 teacher who was on, she, basically she was just on a jihad against anyone who wanted to eat a snack ever. Okay. She, but like her class was at the worst time of day mm-hmm. because it was between, I think, like 10 and 11.30, like a very hungry sure, yeah. time of day, <laughs> yeah. right? And she wouldn't let you eat a snack. She wouldn't even let you like go into the hallway and eat a snack. Mm-hmm. She didn't care if you made a mess. She didn't care if you made noise, you distracted people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I think it was because she was on some crazy raw vegan diet. Okay. So I think what was essentially happening was she was starving all the fucking time. And oh, then wow. she didn't want anyone. Yeah bringing food in in front of her and then making her hungry and yeah. making her break her diet okay. or whatever hmm. um but anyways she'd always catch me eating snacks and i'd get in trouble and stuff and then basically i actually have a medical condition where like i my blood sugar can't like sink below a certain level okay <laughs> so i had my mom write a note to the school principal that said basically i can eat whatever i want wherever i want whenever i want <laughs> yeah great no on the school premises exactly and then on the first day um that that was enacted and all my teachers had been informed i ate a stage dinner with a <laughs> fork and a knife and a plate <laughs> in my french teacher's class because i hated that bitch wow medal de blois if you're listening shout out <laughs> we can still do this she's only what? like 10 years older than me oh wow. i think well yeah, we could still fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that's exactly <laughs> what you were going for. Okay. What do you think um, people would be, like, the reactions people would have if you, like, somehow became, like, a teacher? Because I'd heard that you also, like, wrote people's essays. Like, you're actually really good at, like, literature and writing and have a very high vocabulary. Like, you could, do you think you could teach a class, like, Thank about you. books and English, like, that kind of thing? I think I could maybe do something where it would be more hands-off, where I could, like, I did lecture at a university mm-hmm. or something like that, but I wouldn't want to deal with... A class of younger people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A cl- may, like, I just think that children are, are honestly, like, brats. Sure. I, I think that a lot of being a teacher is more like being a zookeeper. Yeah. So I think it, at least in a university or a college situation, it's more hands-off. Like, mm-hmm. people, if they want to learn, they'll come to class. Yeah. If they don't want to learn... They just won't. Mm-hmm. And then the worst part would just be like dealing with emails and stuff. Yeah, I think okay. actually like setting the material and doing the actual teaching and stuff would probably be fun until you get to the like really stupid, irrelevant questions. Like when people raise their hands and they're like, I just have like more of a comment unless we question. Oh, okay. 
They just but, want to be heard by the class. Yeah, those guys, you know. Okay. <laughs> I actually just went to college, so we had a smaller class, and it was nicer. We got to like know your teacher, and they would help more. So it yeah. was a little different, but I can imagine just something where like you're kind of a nobody in this sea of hundreds of people in a class, so you don't get to know everybody. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite Stephen King books? Like, what are the ones that <laughs> I might not know about, or or even like, do you I, read the short stories? I have not read the short oh. stories, and I'm not like a not a huge yeah a Stephen King expert or anything. I think I've just read the the bid ones. Okay, like, my favorite one I think is Misery. Okay, I haven't read that one. I just watched it. It's really That's good. A good one? Okay, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I like Pet Cemetery. Okay, that was the same with me where I just totally judged that by the cover, and I was like, "This looks stupid." And then I watched the movie. I'm like, "Wow, that was such a great story." <laughs> I wish I had read that one. Yeah, one that I would definitely not recommend reading is the book of it is just so bad, and it was when Kane was like deep in his cocaine years. Yeah, yeah, I it's, it's way too long, and yeah, I've heard just also pretty crazy mm-hmm. that I the have sh- no need. The Shining, Salem's Lot, Carrie, those are all good ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than that, I haven't really okay. delved, but I think he has a lot of books that are good that are like less considered firmly in the horror camp, like um, mm-hmm. Joyland and like he did fantasy, right, with the Dark Towers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm like halfway through that. Yeah. I've had to take a break just because the last one was all backstory and I, oh. I didn't need that. I didn't need a whole back love story. I'd rather know what's going on right now, but yeah. I guess it's necessary. <laughs> um, another, just, I like just that you're all the different interests that you have. So you're also in the mm-hmm. anime, right? Yes. Uh, what, 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 wait, where did you do all this research on me? You say a lot of pod, podcast stuff. I don't know. Okay, true. Like that. Yeah. And we talked a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I, I was really into Death Note. And right now I'm going through One Punch Man. Do you have like another thing kind of maybe along those lines? That yeah, I like? so I really, I really enjoyed um, Death Note. And um, I have not watched all of One Punch Man, although I did enjoy what I watched. It's funny it. and <laughs> weird. Yeah. I would definitely recommend Attack of the Titans. Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack I'm, I'm Titan. Uh, also saying kind of like halfway through that and yeah. I kind of dropped off. But it, yeah, it's good. I liked some of the like kind of more childish, like early anime too, like Sailor Moon and okay. RBGY, um, Little Witch Academia. It's for girls. Don't okay. worry about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, would you say hentai is the most ethical porn? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As long as the artists are being paid appropriately. Mm-hmm. And voice actors and that kind of thing. Exactly. That's like, like there's no one hopefully being exploited other than that kind of work wage. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, sets work is work and mm-hmm. drawing pictures of boobies is sets work. So. Yeah, that's an treat, interesting... treat hentai artists with respect. You want to know the funniest story in the world? I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but whatever. Um, when my boyfriend was really young, he was, like, being raised Christian, and he, like, couldn't get... He obviously, like, was having boners, but he, like, couldn't get access to any, like, online material or whatever, so he mm-hmm. would just draw boobies and jack off <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely heard, heard that from other artists. Really? I think. Yeah, I think that's a common thing. <laughs> My last series I did for the podcast were animators, and one guy said, he's like, oh, yeah, there are ton- tons of fun. Those in lips. I'm like, okay. Ooh. <laughs> That's How'd you link up with the animators? Were they all friends of Jeff Davis? Um, no, uh, but they all, some of them knew him, yeah, from working with him. No, one of my best friends and, like, old roommate is an animator, and okay, uh, cool. so he took that at Algonquin, and we had a party one time where mm. uh, he passed out. In yeah. his bed, so I had to host the party, and I got to oh. meet all of his friends, and then just I became pretty close friends with uh, a lot of his animation buddies, and 
they all worked sweet. on a lot of different like things like uh, around town and uh, it's it, I've, uh, i was making a connection with comedians where they're all a bunch of kind of weirdos who love storytelling and yeah, some kind of thing so we're pretty similar just being silly and loving games what type of people are you having on this episode uh comedians comedians okay. yeah yeah <laughs> what, do, what, what do you think i was what, like what? what i was trying to think about what fabio and i have in common <laughs> okay continue what else could it be <laughs> we're both italian okay <laughs> and what do you have from your like italian heritage do you take anything from that like do you have you no nothing? i'm not italian oh, oh okay okay i was like i didn't think so but maybe i'm sorry oh no, it's okay <laughs> it's possible i'm actually making fresh pasta for dinner tonight oh, so i am nice. taking i'm appropriating elements of uh italian heritage but yeah, i do not myself have any italian like you're heritage. making it yourself yes wow yeah that's and how how did you get to learn to do that do you watch a lot of cooking shows yeah absolutely like what oh, yeah yeah you could uh, no uh, you could just go by yeah for sure oh yeah sure no problem what are you watching have you watched Something's Burning? That's my go-to one. It's Bert Kreischer's cooking show on YouTube where it's just him. Oh, really? Yeah, being Should stupid. I watch that? Uh, there's a lot of comedians on it, so you might be into it, yeah. Okay, I will. Um, no, primarily like Bon Appetit, Test Kitchen, okay. Great British Bake Off, and all of their relative spinoffs. Okay. Um, Vice Munchies. Okay. Sometimes Maddie Matheson's cooking show. I used okay. to watch Fat That's Delicious with yeah. Jim Bronson a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him and he came here to Algonquin and that was something. <laughs> it was no turnout at all. So oh, really? he was like, I think pissed about it. And so like at one moment on the show, he like just stopped rapping and like kind of bent over and then left. <laughs> We're like, And didn't what? come back? Well, he came back after like 10 minutes and explained that when he went to go grab his water in front of these bright strobing lights he went in front of it at the time and it sh hit him in the eyes and he can no longer perform and left i got a free ticket so i didn't really mind but there were like yeah. all these other people were actual big fans that did come out and were super pissed of some people were claiming like maybe he was just hung over from the night before and saw the crowd turn i was like oh this isn't worth it yeah which i'm like that's crazy like these people are the true fans that mm -hmm. you would think that came out and knew about it but it, there just yeah. wasn't a big turnout Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. He's had interesting things here in Ottawa. Like, did you see him at Blues Fest? No, I've he... never seen him perform. Okay, my friend had told me, he's like, I'm going to see this guy. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of him. And then I heard later mm -hmm. he, like, stole one of the carts at Blues Fest and drove <laughs> around and then kept rapping in the porta potty. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. There's just... a lot of crazy antics. Yeah. Yeah, I was more so familiar with his work Cooking. with, like, yeah. food stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, although, like, I have listened to a lot of his rap. I heard one comedian on a podcast be like, oh, yeah, that was my high school bully. I'm like, that seems about right. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> that rules, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, representation amongst comedians of people who were, like, bullied a lot when they were younger. For sure. Well, like a, as a defense mechanism, you try to be funny, and then they don't yeah. pick on you because they're scared, and, or, and then they just Absolutely. You join them or whatever. I think there's not enough representation of bullies and that's no? why i said yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> well it's definitely like a mix of retaliation and roasting like you're just it's the same yeah like mind form i think i think that's a that's a big thing that kind of sends people towards yeah for sure because like if you don't you're not cool in like 
the normal ways like you're not like a, a jock mm-hmm. or whatever when you're younger or super smart or something you gotta find a thing be clever and a smart ass yeah <laughs> it's worked for me sometimes <laughs> <laughs> definitely can you remember some of the best roasts people have done about you yeah absolutely my favorite roast that anyone ever did of me was tavis mapleston uh, a roast last year said um, Evo Dristol's extremely proud of her native heritage. Her indigenous name is Dances for Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. What else? Um, oh, Sophie really destroyed me. It was like Evo Dristol is great as multitasking. She can write a set list while she does her makeup she didn't smoke a cigarette while she drives her car the one thing she can't do is fuck someone and actually be in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really hurtful yeah. personalized roast <laughs> and then all you could do is laugh <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> oh crap one thing i forgot to do with fabio yesterday that mm-hmm. i want to ask you now because we're kind of wrapping up soon is yeah can you tell me maybe a current one um or like a if you can remember a past one uh, one of your lineups that you have like just like to kind of hear the names like i love hearing like a name like a if you have like a, a set list oh yeah i can yeah, show not lineup you set list. my uh my set list for like last night for last night oh that'd be perfect it's on my phone hold up because i uh yeah one time lost mine and so i was like oh what if someone found that my, on the road my boyfriend uh, i dropped one in our driveway and my my boyfriend found it and was like i immediately knew this was yours i don't know what it is but i knew it was <laughs> yours these lists of words in some <laughs> have some connection <laughs> like not the handwriting he was like no the actual words on it um <laughs> so my set list from Last night is period joke, old man fight, no bones, male comic, hot 14-year-old, impressions, Catholic mermaid, echolocation, Bambi nightgown. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I just think that's such a funny... <laughs> a funny just list of words together on a piece of paper that, that means so much to you in just those two words people see hot 14 year old they start to get a little bit worried yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think uh one really cool moment that i saw was for your night at the competition at yuck yucks this summer was mm-hmm. it was like me you and sophie in the green room and you two were very mathematically talking about having to cut down dick suck fuck like and to, to give more time to 14 year old hottie and so, yeah. and so it was very interesting to hear these like you guys were yeah it was it was a formula of like all the, the words and what to cut down so that, i thought that was such a funny thing do you even know to know what you're saying sometimes yeah exactly it sounds really silly from the outside we always talk about it that way through like the uh, we always call it like joke math like we just started doing a, a series on the bonus episodes of our podcast where we call it joke math and what we've been doing is um sometimes we'll like watch stand-up specials and then kind of review them in longer format episodes but in shorter format episodes which we what we just started doing is she'll talk about a joke that she has and i'll talk about Mm. a joke that i have or that we're working on or trying to write and we'll just talk about um kind of like if it works where it works where it doesn't work okay what makes it Mm -hmm. 
work like maybe some things that we used to try that we've taken out or what we've added in yeah it's very analytical and actually mathematical yeah for sure like do you get to a place and you're like oh too many old people here can't do this one i guess how often does that happen like sometimes sometimes it depends on like i have enough jokes now where i I think i can kind of cycle ones in or out or if i know what a show is going to be like before Mm -hmm. i go to it maybe there will be jokes i won't do i'll usually do different jokes in like a kind of an artsier indie room than i would might necessarily do at like a club or Mm -hmm. at a club spin off in the suburbs like we were gonna do last night right um just because of like niche stuff and i i think a lot of comedians will say um that your work should work in any room but i just don't think that that's necessarily always true and i think you should try to be the funniest you can be in any room Mm -hmm. have you traveled for comedy a little bit so we've been to toronto quite a bit Mm -hmm. Done a bunch of oh, sets yeah, there. and Calgary. Sorry, I didn't forget and, that. And uh, yeah, we went and we headlined a kind of a mini festival. Yeah. In Alberta in September, that was really fun. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. super cool. It was sweet, but it was uh, it was crazy hard to try and come up with half an hour, only being uh, just over a year into comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I forgot that that you were just over a year and doing something like that. And yeah. That's, a lot of that <laughs> is also from fans, right? That's how you were out there from of the podcast. That's how we got booked out there and it went really well yeah because they know your personalities and like you and exactly they yeah. came specifically yeah. to see us so they knew what they were in for mm-hmm. we we like both did really well so it was yeah. nice that's awesome and so how does that get started out all in a, a separate place one person or a group of people find it and then it just spreads from yeah there? so what kind of happened was i guess because the the podcast is kind of political and we have a lot of young listeners not just I, I used to think it was only uh, ladies and gays, but we have some, some straight dude listeners <laughs> <laughs> too. But um, one person started listening who worked for the University of Alberta. Hmm. And then I guess they just recommended it to a bunch of their friends that they know from working at the um, the student union and organizing for climate justice Edmonton and free transit Edmonton. So like, I okay. guess because we kind of have a vaguely socialist canadian Hmm. podcast (laughs) it just ended up in the same realm cool yeah and our friend evan who has his own podcast kino lefter which is like a movie review podcast um came onto an episode okay of our podcast and obviously he had a lot of listeners in edmonton and stuff okay, and, and i think that really, really helped us grow cool for sure that's awesome mm-hmm. um all right so we're you're at the close so the way that we mm-hmm. end is i have five options okay. and so i'm not gonna they don't have the description they just have the name of them okay so you pick which one you would like based off of the name and i'll tell you what that means is it game uh they vary okay um Okay, I'm gonna pick death row. Okay, so this is you're on death row. Mm-hmm. What is your last meal? You can have a big plate and oh, be whatever you question. want, made by whoever you want. Okay. Um, I'm I've thought about this a lot, but normally I'm kind of gluttonous, so I think it would be like a last day of meals, you nope, know. But you, I know that's not it, how yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, how yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> It'd probably be like surf and turf and mashed potatoes <laughs> what's surf and turf like a steak and a lobster oh okay 
<laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you can have that off, for sure. Like, and a, like a rare, extremely expensive, like dry aged steak and like Newfoundland lobster and mashed potatoes and maybe broccoli. And then for dessert, I would have carrot cake with cream cheese icing. And what do you have that to? What are you drinking with that? beer yeah i'm sober but if i'm That's gonna die you- <laughs> anyways I might as well have some beer. yeah <laughs> yeah okay cool that sounds good that sounds like a good time all right sorry yeah. for being on death row but no. i think it'll be a good <laughs> no, ending it's okay i'm sure you deserved it <laughs> yeah all right so yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh we can find your podcast on spotify itunes and where else yep soundcloud soundcloud yeah um yep and you can look us up on twitter and instagram it's just dumb bitch media Thank you guys for listening. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>